Hi everyone, uh, Jake here. I am half of the podcast Hell Week and the editor of this podcast. And as the editor, I have a few disclaimers before our already disclaimer-heavy show. First of all, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, I apologize in advance because my video the whole time looks like I am underwater, and that's because it didn't upload. So first of all, sorry for that. Second of all, my audio is bad. So uh, I am a podcast producer, but I uh, really dropped the ball on this one. Usually I'm not the one in front of the microphone, so I do apologize for that. Jacob and I, my co-host, also... I would say did about a 15 to 20 minute riff where we were doing sort of an improv moment um, uh, as if we were, you know, introducing ourselves at the start of a spring high school musical. So I cut that out. And just to give a brief introduction of who we are, because I don't think there's another moment where we do that. My name is Jake Arlo. I am a podcast producer and children's book author. And my co-host Jacob Kaplan is a writer and comedian, and we went to college together and wrote a musical together. That is where this idea came from. I think I might have left a bit of that in there, but we're just going to have to see that. The sound and visuals, so basically all of it from my end, will be improved next time. But So this is just the pilot. We're working on making it better. Uh, hopefully you still enjoy the content. Okay, and uh, I think I also cut out the bit where we describe what the show actually is, unless we never got to the point where we described what the show actually is. So clearly we're consummate professionals doing really well. This podcast that you are listening to or watching is called Hell Week, where Jacob and I dive into the joy, uh, hormones, aching sadness, high highs and low lows that is high school, middle school, elementary school theater. Uh, we aim to discuss and celebrate theater kids as we are theater kids ourselves. I have a bit of a disclaimer later in the episode that is still in about, you know, how we are discussing children's theater and uh, therefore we are not going to be naming children's names. We are not going to be doing any of that. I forgot to add this disclaimer, which is please, uh, we are going to be discussing videos that are readily available on YouTube. Do not go into the comments of those videos commenting anything about these people. Do not go searching out who those people are. Please, please be respectful, be kind. We are here to celebrate these productions and to celebrate the bravery that is high school theater. So I know most of the people who are going to be watching or listening to this are theater people. So I know you know that you got to be nice. But but we're going to do that. Uh, let's see. More housekeeping things. <laughs> um, I do go into a bit about White County High School, which is the high school where this production takes place. I don't think we ever said each week we're going to be going over a different production from a different high school. We may do the same production twice. This week is Godspell, a, a production of Godspell in 2019 by uh, White County High School. I'm going to check. I do go into a bit about Godspell, but yeah. Sorry, this has been long. It's cut down from the 45 minutes of preamble that we had before this actual episode. Please, if you uh, like the concept, stick around. It's going to be a little hard to listen to this first time, but we're working out the kinks and we're just really excited to be bringing this podcast to you. And I hope that you enjoy. Welcome to hell. <laughs> 
we yeah. talk about Godspell first or the high school? Yeah, let's do a let's do a little intro on the show okay. and then on godspell yeah. so yeah we're watching yeah. godspell i think first let's just do a, a brief description is it is uh it is the book of matthew it's it's a musical version of the book of matthew in the new testament as a jew that was my first introduction to the book of matthew uh, i don't know about you um and yeah, that stephen to. schwartz iconic jew was the composer and another man whose name i don't remember wrote the book but he didn't write it. That was God. Because the book is the Bible. Written <laughs> by Stephen Schwartz and Matthew. Slash, yeah. And, and Matthew. Um, what is, so, yeah, what's your personal connection to Godspell? Because I have a strong personal connection to Godspell. I also have a strong personal <laughs> connection to Godspell. I wasn't even fully remembering it until I, I, I sat down and watched. Um, okay, yeah. So, one, I would say Godspell is probably a number of 70s musicals that my parents, but mom specifically, listened to a ton yep. growing up exactly and, and the so same the, yep so the music was like intentionally yeah. brought into our household and there were you know mm -hmm. there was tape cassette recording did you say what intentionally brought into your household like, like in terms of it it wasn't <laughs> an act it was not an accident and yeah it wasn't like oh what's this doing here it's like i'm gonna actively make a choice to play godspell today not just sure. uh oh we have it lying around and i just and i think it again day. noteworthy that both of our moms are uh like jews who grew up in the 70s i don't want to again so, yeah. we don't need to dox our moms but uh, I but think your mom is who, slightly who, younger than my mom too, but uh, <laughs> but we're children, children of the seventies, and, and we're, chil uh, we're children of children of the seventies, and we uh, therefore got a lot of Godspell. There, so that is my first. Now the the thing I forgot about was that there was a video store. Um, this was, I guess, you'd have to okay. say probably two thousand. This was like one of the first musicals after like Cats that I really knew, and okay. and this was maybe two thousand two, two thousand three. So you were there was a video, five, six. Five. Five slash six. Okay. There was a yeah. video store um, that was that was just our local video store. And I checked out the Godspell Victor Garber VHS, which is an insane, yes. like anyone, if you, to anyone who hasn't watched it should absolutely watch, like an insane uh, uh, movie musical. But I checked it out so many times and I would just keep checking out time and i probably watched it like maybe not the whole thing but i watched it like a yeah. hundred times uh eventually i think we accrued so many late fees just for the amount of times <laughs> it was checked out that my parents yeah. as a sign of the times bought the bought the dvd version of it because you had a dvd be... player in 2002 2003 I'm, I'm telling you that's how novel i think it was like we've spent so much money on the check out okay here's my question VHS. were you were you unloved why didn't they just buy you the vhs like it, you can't they, they you clearly wanted the vhs part of me wonders whether they even knew i was watching it as much as i was because I, I i was watching I, it like in our in like a like a little tv in our guest room like alone i don't know where my parents were but i don't even think they were aware that i was watching it as much as i was I think I think that this story should be told um, to a child psychologist before it's told, like on a podcast. But please, it's kind of crazy. Know. Like I was just, yeah. and it's so weird that it is the show we're doing right now, and I don't really yeah. have a connection that strong with any other show. 
yeah, I don't know why they didn't just buy the VHS. But after, yeah. but I remember receiving the DVD, and it was like a. And again, it's like you weren't really buying that many DVDs at that point. Maybe we just had a DVD player or something. But it was like, oh my god, God's now I can literally watch it anytime. Now, which I'm already and, and doing. that was free. That was freedom. That was freedom. For you. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful. And then have you, so after that, what was the, have you, what productions have you seen of Godspell? Other than, of course, White County High School, Godspell 2019, which we will be discussing today. Yes, 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 of course. Um, I, okay, so I feel like after that, I like peaked at like six or seven. I definitely saw, okay. you know, maybe a couple like local high school productions here and there. Sure. At our college, <laughs> they like did a production of Godspell, um, which I actually did not see. I got it. I'll, I'll admit. You did so not I, see never, it? I didn't see it. I, I don't know why. I was graduated and I had seen it. You like brought your mom, if I recall. Well, I wanted to bring my mom, but I don't think she made it. And now I don't remember if she did or not. <laughs> I just remember hearing you were going to bring your mom. Did you hear that from me or was it like... Yeah, from you. It wasn't... The grapevine. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't... It wasn't that wide in the... Uh, but... Uh, yeah. But I, I did... Miss, but so yeah, the highest I've ever seen it performed live is, is high school. And it has yes, not been okay. for a while. Okay, so then this is actually so spectacular for you. And would you say, because I have definitely musicals, most musicals I enjoy, I would say I'm able to sing along to like the entire cast album. Is this a musical that if you put on the cast album, you're like, you're performing it front to back, singing all the songs? Or do I, you, are you not so familiar? I was surprised when I was watching it today, it took me like a second to be like, now, yep, yeah, that's what song this is. Yeah. There was okay. one very key exception, which maybe we'll get it's to it. I, I know like, it's Beautiful City. We can get to that. I know, I know for a fact it, it's Beautiful it's City. Actually, that, is, that is only because I've recently come back to that song. It is another song. <laughs> oh, all, okay. Also in the second act that I was like, what the hell is this song? Okay, because all it the songs been the in the second act I'm very but... familiar with. So maybe you're just not up on your Godspell lore. But I have a similar story. I oh, you have physical. You have physical notes. You wrote them on paper. So we're gonna get some I got, ASMR well, no, I got a half, paper here. First, I got a first. I got a half page on just the director's uh, speech. I so. mean, I have I have at least that, if not more. Um, so uh, I they're actually those notes are actually separate from my notes about the show because I see these as two different theatrical experiences. But we again, we'll get to that. So my experience with Godspell. I would say started pretty similar. I listened to the cast album all the time. I think actually I didn't start. My mom always had some like form of the cast album, I think on like a cassette tape or like maybe a CD if it was slightly later. I don't remember, but I saw it at a high school production and there were these twins who were in the high school when I was in maybe fifth grade and these like twin girls, I think they, I can't remember what song they sang, maybe day by day, but like, I, maybe this was, like, also, like, a queer awakening, but I, like, really imprinted on those twins, on that song, um, and after that, my mom was like, oh, like, let's listen to the, like, you know, OBC whenever we're in the car, so that's what we would do. Then, when the 2012 revival came, uh, with... Uh, I didn't see it with, wait, did I see it with Hunter Parrish? I may have seen it with Hunter Parrish, but I definitely saw it at least twice with Corbin Blue because I was oh. quite smitten with one Mr. Corbin Blue, as was my mom. Uh, and 
Yeah. So I, oh, and I have a story. I also saw Rachel Dratch at uh, a production of Godspell. Like she was, in she the sat audience. in my row. She, well, her butt rubbed against my front. I, and because she was That's going, a queer awakening. Yeah. That, I mean, I mean, if it hadn't already happened, it was going to happen with Rachel Dratch's again, but rubbing against my front. Rachel, thank you for listening. Um, that moment really, really imprinted on me as well. But yeah, this 2012 revival was probably my, I would say my favorite musical for a very long time. So in 2012, you were what, like early high school, late middle school, I think was when like yeah. around when it came on. And I like would watch all the videos about the production. I would like, they did this thing that was like Godspell 2032 where they cast children in like a hypothetical revival that was going to happen in 2032. One of them, Gatton Maserato, of course, he's always, oh, wow. he's always going to be in there. Um, I also saw him in Les Mis, but we can get to that when we get he's to He's a Les star. He's he is a star. A star. He's in, he's is, really he's a in star. Sweeney Todd now, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, no, major star. Let's, uh, this is uh, the Gatton, the Gatton corner. Um, no, but, but I remember also my mom wanted like me to be really alt. So instead of going up to Corbin blue at the stage door, which of course I did twice after the show and saying, you know, I loved you in high school musical as I would think probably most children were saying to him at this time in 2012, I said, I love you in Galaxy Quest, um, because he had a small role as the child version of one of the characters in, of course, the 2001, 2000, 1998, something around there, uh, yeah. science fiction movie with Alan Rickman and Tom, no, Tim Allen. Oh my God, why can I literally never remember Tim Allen's name? Um... I yeah, I that's another movie I really imprinted on. Anyway, I saw Corbin Blue as Jesus. That's my Godspell story. That also is such a because I share the same thing of like such a I'm gonna approach a celebrity like child's approach yeah. of like I'm sure everyone is saying, Oh, I love you for right. the musical. <laughs> and this is a way that we're gonna become friends. Like I do believe that yeah. we can make a connection through this, but only if I go yeah. the Galaxy Quest route. Right, I believe that me, a child at the stage door approaching celebrity Corbin Blue, if I say, I liked you in the movie Galaxy Quest, I think his response was like polite chuckles and being like, why have you seen Galaxy Quest? So like that was, that it didn't lead to friendship, but... Um, but you probably got a lot closer did. than the people who were like High School Musical. I, You know what, he probably remembered me. And also, um, George Salazar was in it and I had a picture with him. And then he was in uh, Be More Chill, and when I saw mm. it, I approached him and I was like, I have a photo of us at Godspell, and he was like, that's beautiful. Also, I, this is sort of embarrassing because it was in my like worst hair growing out phase, and he was like, wow, we both had like glow ups, and I looked probably the worst I've ever looked like at the stage door and he was like showing him a photo of me like long like hair well-maintained like 15 year old jake hair like <laughs> wearing a dress and he was like oh my god glow up and i was like that's so nice of you to say george uh, what a charmer wow what a charmer um okay so should we should we get in yeah yeah no i yeah we're what 33 minutes 30, in we can start talking minutes? about 
Should we, let, should we start talking about the show? 33 um, the so, age that he died, by the way. So we're going to we're gonna offer a quick disclaimer here because we are about to talk about a show uh, with children in it. Um, but what we are doing here and our goal with this whole project is to just like celebrate and discuss theater as two people who did theater in high school and like it had an extremely positive impact on both of our lives, I would say, personally. Yeah, I think that our goal here is to like... <laughs> You know, there's endless theater celebration, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. the Tony Awards and whatnot. But high school theater is such a specific flavor and such a unique brand that people who did high school theater know and love. So I think that the purpose of this is uh, to celebrate the specific high school theaterness of these shows. Um, yes high school and middle school we're not we're not limiting ourselves right we're going all the way young but to to basically (laughs) all the way young we're going famously all the way young uh (laughs) benjamin button style we're yeah we're doing this to 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 talk about probably the type of theater we emotionally connect with the most yes um and that probably just statistically most people do as well and it's also the theater that, like, yeah, most people see. Like, I've probably seen more high school productions than any other type of theater production. High school theater, it is, it's the people's theater, in a sense, it, of just, yes. like, the w- Jacob, widest produced and, 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 mm-hmm. and the most people are seeing it. Um, I guess that's a revelation we're kind of just coming to in this moment. We are just, coming, but that's, that is true. Yeah, I think that's totally true. And to just also clarify in like a very specific way, we are not going to be naming any children's names. We'll be using character names. We're not going to be like talking down about children or doxing them. Uh, We will probably have some guests on here where they'll be discussing their own high school shows and we'll let them lead lead us on whether or not we're going to be sort of absolutely digging into them but especially like these and especially godspell i feel like it's just our celebration of like the children's productions of godspell which and jay correct me if i'm wrong i've never been in a production of godspell though i've always wanted to so in me a way too no like, me too in a way this is like the closest kind of that that we're coming to being in one of these high school productions is just going way way into the weeds on it if anything it's wish fulfillment if anything we're like i wish i was up on that stage i got a little info on godspell here so uh again we said it's the book of matthew there's a little bit of controversy and i think this is going to come into play in this production because the original production as uh jacob i'm sure you know from the movie the cast is wearing hippie clothing that's a big part of the staging jesus wears a t-shirt that has like the superman logo that's like a huge that that's like i think what if people don't know about godspell they might know that like it's the show where jesus is wearing the superman shirt i have like a some some stuff from wikipedia uh because we're journalists first uh and ooh, journalists first christ followers second theater people third third Lover is fourth. Lover is fourth. It keeps getting bumped down. Um, I think, uh, so part of it is that in the original production and in most productions, Jesus is not ever resurrected. Jesus does die at the end and he is not resurrected. This is going to come back. This really Mm -hmm. upset a lot of uh, Christians uh, when the show initially came out. People, I think, were upset not even necessarily about the content of the show because it's really very specifically 
biblical. Like the stuff, the the parables are literally told in this show. But I think it's about the fact that he is not resurrected because that is, uh, I guess, a big deal for Christians. I don't know so much. <laughs> it is true, and I was as I was watching, I was like, this really is not a subversive show. Like it's not like no, no. It's it's pretty straight well, up for what it is. Now, yeah, well, it's not a subversive show. In this case, it can definitely sure. be a subversive <laughs> yes. show. What? Yeah, if if you're in a <laughs> if you're in a district, if you want to put on a not subversive version, like you can make you don't you have to can. change the text. No, yeah. you really do not have to change the text. But uh, but they did a little. It's it's an improv heavy show, which I think we should also get into. Which but... is a lot of my notes. Is a lot yeah, of yeah, my yeah. notes of this can't so, possibly be in the script. No, no, I did, and I did. I of course downloaded a a, a little cracked version of the script from the 2012 revival to see what's actually written. <laughs> cracked was not the right word. Um, to see what's actually you know when people used to crack their iPhones. Like, oh, like, yeah, like jailbreak. Oh my god, like... jailbreak. Why did I say crack? I love uh, I got kids. crack on the brain. And I got coke on the brain, which is relevant to the show as well. <laughs> oh god. Okay. We can't... We There's can't, so much to get can't. to before we get to that part. Okay, but let me... And now let me do... So, at the end of the show, for the people who make it there, I have a... White County, Georgia, which is where the show takes place, a uh, drama segment, which only involves adults, so I feel great about talking about it, but you gotta wait for that. But just to give a little information, so we, we know about Godspell, excuse me, we know about Godspell, now let's do a little information on White County High School, which is where this takes place. So it was segregated until the year 1964, um, which I think, Jacob, you historically have a I little have note. I that... I am just curious about that because I believe Brown v. Board was 1954, uh -huh. 1955, yeah. Yeah. which would mm -hmm. mean that this school remained segregated for 10 years beyond when the Supreme Court right. said that. They, now, I know there was like, it took some time to actually, yeah. so yeah. I'm curious as to whether that was law of the land or it was like de facto still set, yeah. or like first so, black students were in 1964. Right. And so I have to say, it says in segregated until 1964, based on both this production and the demographic statistics of the town, I might argue that it's still segregated. Um, it, it does, there were not any black people on the stage. I think only, only white children on that stage. I um, believe. Uh, it is 90% white. As of 2020, that's actually a 5% difference from the 2010 census, which was 95% white. So we are, we're getting a little Progress. bit more diversity there. Um, and it is 82.41% uh, Republican as of 2020, which is maybe more or less than I would have thought, actually. Um, but I think this is just good demographic information to have going into this production. I do have um, the most notable and only notable alumni at this school. I guess it's alum, right? If it's singular, this is, I think we, no, I, alumni. Yeah, alum. I don't know. No, I think alum. I think alum. alumni would be plural, I think. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass for half of this. Is Xavier Roberts, the creator of, you did guess it, the Cabbage Patch Kids. So... That's pretty vague. Uh, that's kind of huge, actually. And now I think is a good moment to segue into 
the director of this production. Okay, I have so many notes, but Jake, you know me. I have to pee. Can I do that quick <laughs> and come back? Please go, go piss, girl. Okay, nice. so Jacob's back Great. from a piss, the shortest piss on earth, and he is not a hand washer. And I am keeping that in. Look, I'm in my goddamn house. There's no one else here. Who am I? Who 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 am I? Who am I doing that for? Myself? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Um. Right. Anyway, so uh, to give a, a little context, and again, we're 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 context forward on this show as we are 50 minutes into this recording. I hope by the time you're listening, it you are you've been listening for a cool six minutes, but we are 48 <laughs> minutes into this show. Not a single <laughs> note on the actual performance. No, no, no. So uh, it, the show starts with seven minutes of a preamble from, and I have the name, and I'm going to say his name, Mr. Pete Talton. This is an adult man who was, mm-hmm. was, we're going to get into that later, the drama teacher and director of Godspell. So, Jacob, please take it away with some of your notes that you have here. Okay, but the first the first uh, like note about his character, this man, was his, just, yeah. he, he was... He was like the world's most serious man in tone, but the the words that he was saying did not yeah. match. Like he was like, "We're gonna have a lot of fun on stage. These people have really worked yep. so hard." Like he was so severe and but like, but he was like delivering joke. Uh, you know, he he. It sort of it sort of transitioned from uh, an introduction about the show to sort of like a low level roast of the faculty. Right, so White that's County actually part, that that is part of the drama, and it's a big part of the drama that we're going to get into later. I want to thank the admin, because we have two of our uh, admin here, I think. we got Mr. Wiley. <laughs> of, all the, of all of the assistant principals that I have worked for, he is one of them. Okay, and there we go. <laughs> and we're off to the races. The other big notes I had about this were yeah. Mrs. Webster, she's selling t-shirts, she's on yes. fire. She's, she's on fire. She's Mrs. on fire. She's on fire. <laughs> she's self-immolating. Uh, he, I believe, misused the word paradox when he was talking about the raffling of a big green egg, which actually... I was fascinated. What by. is? I was curious about that too. So he, they were raffling a big green egg, but it it wasn't clear if there was maybe like candy in the egg or if this was just like a large egg, such as maybe like a Jack and the Beanstalk bean type situation. Well, let me step in here because I have a lot of oh. friends uh, who sorry, grill. please. And and the bi- a big green egg is a. Product. You have a lot of friends. A, where? What do you? You have friends. Grill. What? I have a lot of friends who love. love oh, who love grill. grill? Sorry, they're and grill a, masters. Yeah. I have a lot of grill master friends or friends yeah. who, who will inherit. Yeah, and um, the big green egg is a specific type of grill that, like, is oh. if you're if you're into grilling, is a is a you could you know do it do a quick search, is a I, yeah. really like a really nice but kind of like in the zeitgeist uh like high-end grill for your kind of everyday griller okay that sounds like actually a great a great gift then i know which is why when i heard it i was like that's a really great raffle gift that has nothing to do with this show but it's like a you got yeah 
Yeah. It looks like a, a grenade. Yeah. It's more a, more a grenade than an egg. But but they do have these different sure. size ones. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're, like, into grilling in a big way, there's it's very specific how it cooks the, the stuff and it's people love it. Um, so I think that actually just, that says a lot yeah. about the town is the fact that they, without context, knew what the big green egg was. Because I, a coastal elite who does not grill, have no fucking clue what the big green egg is also just it's a musical and you're auctioning off a grill like that's just part of it that's <laughs> that's uh, a big but he said, that's yeah he said something about he was like i don't know if it's a medium big green egg or a small big green egg sort of a paradox i'm not sure oh. that's what a paradox is but it's definitely not but maybe it is to him the other great quotes that i wrote there were a couple more before my favorite yeah. one is uh Oh, the, your Again, favorite slits. one wasn't of all the assistant principals. He is one of them. That is oh top my God. five. <laughs> we got, uh, you don't have to pull up, but around 4.15, he goes, mm-hmm. everyone. This is also, I realized a, now a thing that any director will put in their speech of talking about why it's a difficult show. Okay. He said, everyone, you talk about Jesus and everyone says, wait a minute. Yep. I, ha- Yeah. And then he's, he mentioned something about, the, he used the phrase, you're going to see them love on each other. It's a, it's a rare, because I feel like, and this is our coastal uh, elitism, that I feel like that the context of these, of these director speeches before the shows mm-hmm. are usually the opposite. It's like, they don't want us to put on this show because it's too edgy and it's like too yeah. much about the issues. Yeah. This would feel like he was saying it's the other side that's really going to yeah, come after it's this too, production of It's God's too, stuff. like, we, us, specifically the two of us, are going to say it's too Jesus-y. And I think he was right. <laughs> he may have been I correct. Mean, honestly, like, that is a fair thing. That There is a lot of Jesus in this in this show. Yeah. Uh, and, sorry, they're going to love on each other. Oh, Sorry. No, no, uh, no, we're no, not going to. I want to hear your take on, on, each on each other. I, it was just so buried among so many other. Like you just had to accept they're going to love on each other because they're they, going to love yourself. on each other. You had to prepare yourself. One, he kept. This is just kept calling it a play, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then it led up to my favorite line in the whole two hours and five minutes, which I am going to share. I wrote it down. It's around six fifteen. Please. Um, okay. He says. Before I do anything else, I need to say this. My wife is the best-looking woman in this building. <laughs> that must have skated right over my head. Because I did not even write down a note about that. My wife is the best-looking woman in this building. My wife is the best-look... It, it felt like he got a note before that was like, Hey, they think you're gay because you do drama or something like that. And he was like, "Got it." Uh, I, got they it. think that he's he's not gay. This is not a man. Oh no, that, this man uh, is not gay. This man is straight. We are again disclaimer. We are not going to speculate about children's sexualities. There are some gays on the stage. We're not going to say who, and we're not going to say when, and we're not going to say where. But this man, this adult man, he is not gay. No, he seems to be conflicted about doing theater, maybe. Uh, yeah. But he, yeah, and as we know, this man has a wife, and he is attracted to his wife. And I would say his current profession, which again we'll get into later, is much more aligned with his whole vibe than uh, directing high school theater. I can't wait. 
So should we get into the show? <laughs> yeah, let's let's I, get into the. I I have a lot to say. Uh, I've seen I've seen a number of productions of Godspell. I think we should just divulge initially. They did choose circus as the theme. They chose circus, and that eh, that's a Pippin theme. That's not that's was, not a Godspell theme. I was gonna say this feels very Pippin revival. It seems also they drew from maybe the like a- aerial silk community at their high school for ensemble <laughs> members, which maybe we can also get into that. But there was aerial a big silks theme play a here, big which... role in this production. It was a big theme that I remember, especially from my middle school days, but like high school as well, where it the the high school theater trope of if a kid has a talent, you find a yes. way to fit that into You're the show. You're gonna even if it is, get that in the show, even if it has nothing to. I think in seventh grade we did a Midsummer Night's Dream, and the girl <laughs> who played like Titania was a like a mixed martial artist, and just in the middle of the show, <laughs> unprompted. The director had her do like a twenty-second routine, like yeah. it's like, and and that's what this with like kicking and punching and like screaming. That's, that's high school theater. It's it should be a talent show. It at its core is a talent show for children. So okay, we're at the okay. So Ariel Silk. Um, no, how do we're, you wanna, we do you need wanna, to like. Should we go yeah. number by number, or like how do you want to? I think we should. So let's, what if we do overview, general thoughts okay. about the staging of this production. And when I'm sure. talking about the staging and the concept of this production, I am blaming, and I will say blaming, I am blaming it on the director. This is not anything, I am not saying anything about the children. They, I am certain, did not think about or care about the way this show was staged. I know that Mr. Pete was thinking about it. So circuit. So my first thought is this director is opening by saying we're being persecuted for doing a show about Christians. And then yeah. you're doing a show where you're basically saying religion is a circus. And isn't that a little bit sacrilegious? Okay. I love this take. I love this thought. My thought was more that like the people of earth are a circus. And then of course, John the Baptist comes on stage and he hang, he um, puts up a sign that reads ringmaster uh, wanted or needed even. I wrote down ringmaster needed. 14, needed. 20. It must have been needed. So he, John the Baptist, who is, again, is one of the three named characters of the show. So at least I don't have to describe this child's physical appearance to help people understand who I'm talking about. The kid who plays John the Baptist hangs up a sign that says ringmaster needed. And of course the ringmaster is Jesus because Jesus is our ringmaster. Um, but I, what I saw it as was these kids are you know, the people of earth, the people who, the Jews, you know, before Jesus was there to guide them and Jesus is bringing mm-hmm. order. So the circus is the chaos of, of the savage non-Christian. And then Jesus, sure. the ringmaster comes and brings order. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes a lot more sense. I mean, that mm-hmm. you need the, yeah, it's, it's basically, saying, I'm giving a lot look, of credit to, to the to the director here i think it's sort of a yeah it's a very realistic like look the world is a circus because it's terrible yeah. so the best that we can do is have someone step into like the shit ugly badness of this world and try to make some order of it it and and look i was like and and this is a total note to its credit like they didn't half-ass the theme they like they kind of oh, went no. for it in yeah. a pretty big way and committed yeah. at all levels. And this, I also, just so it doesn't get lost, 
I will say the filming was very good. And the microphones. I, even in college theater, the microphones, I have never heard microphones sound this good. There were maybe a couple times when they didn't turn them on in time, but the microphones sounded amazing. So good. the show ran, like, flawed. Like, so like, smooth, no, seamlessly. No tech yes. issues. No, no. This and was, also, this was good. There was one student who got a shout out. He was the sound designer. I remember this from the director's notes. Oh, and there was an oh, audible hear- cheer. Well, oh, that's great because the sound design was uh, copyrighted music and <laughs> one maiming of a cow, I think, was the sort of sum total of the sound design. There was, I mean, there is a lot of, uh, lot of uh, IP that was being taken for this, I will say. A lot of IP, a lot of IP. Oh, and something else that feeds in from the director's note. So at the end of the, so at the, in the first number, at the end of the first number, um, prepare ye, of course, they, well, I guess that's not technically the first number. The first number is like Babel, which barely even needs to be spoken about. It's not even on the original Broadway cast recording. It is, I will say, if, if, you, if any of you go back and watch it, it is an yeah. amazing example of, like, the classic thing you also see in high school theater of, like, I don't know what the hell I'm saying right now, but I was told yes. to, like, say the words with emphasis. Like, they're, yes. it, the, the number is basically, like, different philosophers, Socrates, St. Thomas Aquinas, like, yelling out their personal philosophy summarized in a few sentences. And it's like, mm-hmm. these kids have no idea. But and I will told, say, though, like... The first person who yeah. spoke was serving, slaying, serving, really going and for it. Up and down, I had notes about her. She was a she was a she real was unsung hero of this production. I I completely agree because I don't think she was a featured singer in any of the numbers, but she had she had a lot of good moments. But what I'll say is that so in the filming, which again, amazing quality, and you even amazing see I think quality. a cameraman at some point on like the side. It's a whole thing, but whatever. Great quality. Really haven't seen a high school production. Multiple angles. They're actually focused on the right person. They need to be focused on. Again, great. So Mr. Mr. Pete, the director, comes on the stage and he says, "This is the this is the most crowded. This is the fullest we have ever seen this theater. This is this is the uh, yeah. best we have ever seen it." It pans out when the characters are doing crowd work, and there are maybe five people total there in the audience. It, if the if that crowd also, it was like airplane seats in the like. I was like gonna. The they no. This is. They yeah. had money. Yeah. This this theater district, this they have money. This is not a an underfunded drama program. The seats are like first class, business class, whatever it is on an airplane. Like that is what you are sitting in. Like don't eat they don't even look like the nicest version of a theater seat. They're like the nicest version of a seat that was yes, like in it's, a theater. It's it's a it's like better than any seat you will have ever sat in. I don't know how this drama program is getting this money, but they are funded. It's Mrs. Webster. She's on fire selling t-shirts. Well, it's more than Mrs. Webster. And again, we will get into this later. <laughs> I actually maybe have an answer for this. Okay, I did write that 1045 is a jump scare. So why don't we go to 1045 and Let's see what I was so what I was so frightened. This person is not slaying. Uh, also speaking to a completely empty three rows behind her. Yeah, yeah. So, I, oh, I'm seeing now, actually, that they are in the seats. Um, 
And okay. these people have not turned around. So I guess, so maybe it wasn't exactly 1045, but I think there is a jump to Okay. Yes, there we go. <laughs> so that was, a, that felt, so I think I called that out because I hadn't seen the rest of the show yet, which was more of a jump scare than I would say than the than this. This is one of my major notes about this that is across the board. I'd say there are mm-hmm. 70 to 80 people in this cast. This is yeah, a there, this is a I massive kept, cast. I kept and and Gospel is not a show where you go off stage. There were 70 to 80 people on the stage 100% of the time and the cacophony and the violent singing in the wrong key was overwhelming at times. Again, I do think we'll get into that because there were some moments that were so absolutely egregious. But what I will say is, I would see every time they panned in close on one of the leads' faces, I would see a different person that I had not seen or even noticed before. They were coming out of the woodwork. They tried to funnel, like, the... Like, they did a pretty good job, I'd say, giving about half of them some distinct moments. Yes. And then they, like, really threw the last song, like, whoever's left, go take your moment and get off yeah. the stage. Like, they, they funneled yeah. it all into the, the very end, I think. And I, I do agree that they gave a lot of people featured moments. And I think I can really speak to this as someone whose whole, my that I was clinging on to those featured moments. The featured moments were Queen all I ever moments, had yeah. in high school theater. I would say there were moments where they should have given people featured moments, like, they use. There were four boys, I think, total, maybe five. There were not. There were not. Ratio was off the charts. Ratio was uh, ratio off was, the charts. And and that's understandable. And that's what it should be in high school theater. That's what it's always going to be. Um, but they had moments where Judas was playing two roles, and Judas did not have to be playing two roles in the same parable. Like we need to be. Sp- are these people where was the director had so like did he have such little faith in the ensemble that they couldn't even like act in a parable it was really it was that it was that i also thought i was like this director will surely die before he gender bend a single role yes like <laughs> yes if there like... was a moment where they were supposed to be a boy it was one of the four boys and there was i will say there was one boy in the ensemble but he did have so many featured moments. But he was the, he was the only boy who didn't have like a he, main role. Yeah, there's a great moment in the bowing where it's like this line of like nine mm-hmm. eager girls, and then the one yes. boy who's like <laughs> yes. by far been in like ten times more of the show than them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I could I didn't see any of their faces more than twice. But for him, I was like, oh, I recognize him. Like I've seen and him not in to, the show. Not to jump ahead. And I couldn't remember, was it him or... Was he Trump or was someone else Trump? No. Oh, was it? It was... I do... We can look up. I have the timestamp, but we'll, we can get to right. it. Right. Oh, me too. Trump is so much later and so much else happens. So let me see. So uh, I will also call out John the Baptist blowing the shofar. Get him in a synagogue because not a lot of people can blow a shofar like that. I wrote 1223. Is he actually yeah. blowing the shofar? Is he actually so... blowing it? Again, get him into the one synagogue in Cleveland, Georgia, because they need him on Rosh Hashanah. John the Baptist, again, not naming names. I don't even know this guy's name. My take on him is that he and this one other girl who I'll get to felt like the cultural leader of, like, this high school student department. Yes, not only was he, I think, really great. Like, he had a great voice. I, I enjoyed him in the show. Whenever I saw him, I wasn't, like, all the leads, actually. There were none of them that I felt were, like, weak. 
really like uh, well <laughs> there were none of them that well, I i'd say there's one note there's one notable exception but okay yes um but i when he was on stage like people were like people followed him like if any of them were spiritually jesus in this production it was him because he was like you could tell the people respected him on that stage this is the guy who's like leading the warm-ups beforehand who's like leading the yes. senior speeches like yes. this felt like you know he's been and like yeah, maybe he's not the most talented and has gotten, but like he's like, oh, we're gonna miss him when he goes off to college next year, and like, yeah, probably he does get, improv yeah. instead of. Theater. He gave his like, senior speech, and like people were sobbing, sobbing, like they were ups- viscerally upset. And I yeah. will say, I have a strong feeling he was playing leads from he is he. This that is a, a boy who, and there was always one in high school theater. He probably has looked like a man since he was fourteen years old, and. <laughs> That is an extremely valuable asset in high school theater, is a boy who has looked like a man for the entirety of his high school career. you That's the only talent you need to have. I certainly Literally. never had that. But, but <laughs> I only aged into it by just being an upperclassman. I started getting older person roles, but I looked the same 12 years old that I was sure. when I started. Yeah. He so I I I hope he's on to to great things because he seems like I, a, like a great hang. I bet he was a senior. This was in 2019. It's it's been this was I think in fall 2019. So it's been like three and a half years. If he's not the star of his college theater program, I I don't know what to tell you because that yeah that he should be. He should be. He's a kid. There's a couple of these kids where I was, because also now, like, just having, you know, graduate college, like, seeing where these people mm-hmm. go on to, like, I could tell the people, are like, you're going to do comedy in college. Like, you're going to continue <laughs> theater. But there you also have one... to remember, this is not, these are children from, like, Georgia, from rural Georgia. Like, That's I think true. they might not be doing the things you think they're going to be doing after high school. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's yeah. That's that is fair. This might be there wish was, fulfillment on your part for your goal, your wish for them in the future. This is if yeah. If I could give them, if I could give yeah. them anything, that's this is the life yeah. I would give them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So are we on prepare ye? Are we still on? We're on prepare. Yeah. We're on, yeah. We're we're still on the first damn number. Jesus comes uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, do we have any notes before Jesus comes? Because that's a moment. No, for no, sure. no. Because when Jesus, no, we need to go to Jesus. Because Jesus is the, Je- Jesus, you go. Jesus comes out. My, my, my first note is, of course this kid is Jesus. Yes, like, yes. He doesn't have to open his mouth. He doesn't do, like, I see him for a second. No. I said, yep. And that's why that's they chose Jesus. the show. And that, yeah, yeah. this kid he, is Jesus. Jesus, okay, we're back. Jesus comes on. He is, we know why he's cast as Jesus. He, he's, he's the clear, he's the reason, as you were saying, the reason this show is chosen. Mr. Pete, that there was a reason. He, and again, we should discuss, there is no reason that a 16-year-old needs to be shirtless on stage. There is no, literally no reason. It, and, and I, especially in a show where there's, it is literally the, and I, like, literally the only moment of partial nudity and, in this and entire show. normally in Godspell. So first let's discuss that he comes on looking like a Mormon missionary. He's in a white button-up shirt and khakis. So that's their vision of Jesus. Second of all, he is, does the partial nudity, and then he puts his shirt back on. It's not usually Jesus takes off his shirt and then puts on another outfit. He does put on another outfit, but he puts the same shirt back on. 
the shirt comes off for a second and then yeah. and it it's never coming off again you know part of me now that yeah. we, dis- we discussed it a bit like this kid and like it's the circus thing this kid has such a pippin quality part of me wonders like yes did they want to do pippin and not right get did the they rights? not get the rights yes yeah like this and is, then they like bought, they're like pippin. well we bought the set like we bought everything <laughs> i guess we gotta just like retrofit this show around it I I think that's a really good guess. Do you have anything else to say about Jesus's Jesus's intro? We're in the song Save the right. We're in we're in Save the People. We're in Save the People, is... and and I have and and I have sort of a moment pulled out in God Save the People, Save the People, etc. Of a moment where again, I think this is okay. Here's what I think. You were saying there's 70 people on the stage. They the ensemble, the main cast in Godspell, basically needs to be on stage the whole time. That's fine. The ensemble needs to get off that stage sometimes. And I say that as someone mm-hmm. who was a, a constant ensemble member. You cannot have the ensemble on that stage screaming for two hours because it is hard to listen to. And again, this is not the fault of the children on that stage. They are performing. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're reacting to the parables. They are hitting notes that may not be the right ones, but they are hitting notes. They need to get off the stage. And I have and I have proof of this. That yeah, okay, so I think it takes a few seconds to get to the harmony that I'm talking about, but you'll you'll know when it gets there. Okay. So I would say that's sort of the scariest thing I've ever heard. It was in a minor key. <laughs> and the the that just the the gnashing on the ground the like the thudding yeah. of 70 to 80 people <laughs> jumping in not yeah. even not in almost unison if i'm in the audience and by in the audience i mean if i'm a parent or a sibling and i'm seeing just a group of 70 children screaming at me with purpose with with you know joy but hitting one of the most horrible minor key nightmare notes you've just ever heard, I'm scared. At that point, I'm scared. And you know, and like, and it's yeah. When will God save the people? Like, this isn't like Wells Fargo wagon. Like, you're already in a, <laughs> like it's already pretty pretty hard what you're singing about. It just gets yeah. so intense so early on, and there's so much more show to get through. Like, yeah. it just it sets and especially. I mean. I don't know how much the audience did or didn't know about Godspell, but, like, I'm imagining if this was your first time watching Godspell, what do you think the tone is of the show at this point (laughs) of what you've been shown thus far? Because it's been children screaming philosophy from, like, 8th century philosophers, followed by, like, when will God save the people minor key stomping on the ground? I, I think that they're going to start speaking tongues if I'm in the theater. And I might be excited about that if I'm putting myself in the place of these people in the audience. But that is what I think. Absolutely. I I, I think, and also in this around this time, this is when John the Baptist puts the ringmaster jacket on Jesus. As happens in most productions, Jesus changes in some way to signify that he is the leader of this group. I this needed this was happening by the aerial silks which are at the back of the stage get get jesus and john up front get them towards the proscenium like there's why are they so far back this is like a pivotal moment in godspell when he like dons the jesus 
robe or whatever the, it is. What's interesting is it's that and like and and well, I guess that's a God spell. But but I'm thinking of also like the key biblical moments do get brushed over a sure. little. I'm thinking most specifically of the kiss, but that could be a much larger discussion. <laughs> like, but yeah, that is the, and they no they do that in, in the original God spell. He does kiss Jesus like. That's a real I would thing imagine, that and happens. like, like it's like, and that's the yeah, we all know that's happening, but it's it is these big moments in the actual Bible story and the Godspell story that are just given like half a second of attention. Let's go yeah. to the next movement. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of there's a lot of moments in the show where they are hammering in biblical lessons, and they are clearly like excited that the show text itself is from the Bible. Like, there's moments where they are like very clearly like ecstatic about that and by they again i mean the director i do not mean these <laughs> they're doing the sh- like they're doing the show you just always do whatever the show is it does you know yes it's just that's the show they got and look i would have loved if god was the show i got but that's the show they got that year they're committing you cannot say save a few ensemble members you cannot say these children are committing I have seen, they're committing. So we do save the people. Then there's a mm-hmm. lot of, as, as we lead up to day by day, there's just a lot yeah. of talking. Now, this there's is when I started. There's a lot of talking. This is when I started to get into my questioning of how much improv is going on here, or if not improv, yeah. original dialogue. What it felt like was we, the professionals, the teachers, whatever, are going to spend our time on the music. You guys yourselves go off and work on the parables and, like, make it your own. Make it feel kind of your own. Okay. See, what I thought is that it was clearly a Republican teacher's hand on all of the improv. It did not (laughs) feel like these children were doing this. uh, It was not their will. Uh, I have to say, to use maybe biblical language, because I think we have the first moment of uh, transphobia, I would say, at uh, maybe 20 minutes and 45 seconds. And there's a li- I would say there's quite a few phobias in this one, but there it is, again, a moment where, and maybe not transphobia, though, I guess you could argue it is, but more just an insane choice, which is that there's, again, 65 girls on this stage and four and a half boys. And... they're like oh we need a widow in this parable and they choose the ensemble boy and he starts uh like with a normal voice and then he like makes his voice very high pitched came constantly before him demanding justice against her arrival this one felt more just like making fun of a woman, which, like, is definitely feeling very 2004. A lot of this was feeling very 2004. Very 2004. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's... It's on the so, premise uh, that boy... It's it's on the premise that a boy's dressing up as girls is hilarious. That's, it's like, so, the It's literally the funniest that's, thing you could ever that's, see. That's yeah. the core. Yeah, yeah. I can see. Uh, I have a moment that I pulled out, which was where I realized that 70 people on stage was too much. And this is a moment, I think, just of riotous, riotous screaming that just sent me maybe directly into orbit. But there's a lot of moments to to just summarize what that was. It's everyone screaming at once, which happens a lot in the show. 
Which is, yeah, the direction is, is uh, you're not happy with what has just been said. Because Jesus is a guy who made people rethink everything. Act yeah. that. And it was just a lot of people. And that is 70 to 80 people yelling at each other. Okay, this was my, my the lamest thing that I, I and I wrote 2752. It okay. was this whole thing that the strong man was doing a very comedy heavy yes. speech and at some point, I thought I heard two, 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 four, six, oh, one miles an hour. Oh, or something yes. Like okay. I do know what you're talking. There was, yeah. Let me, what was the timestamp here? There's a cold front coming in from the northeast of the southwest <laughs> at around 2.4601 miles per hour, but that doesn't matter. I, I think you, oh, two, oh, okay. It's there. 2.4601. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That part was hard to I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat That was the part where you're like, I kind of want the Republican teachers back. Because, like, whatever, like, that felt very much like when, like, being nine or ten years old and infusing, like, I like pie, I like turtles, kind of, like, random. Right, this, into, I think what yeah. I, what I wrote here is that I think Godspell is, like, an amazing musical because, uh, like, it's it becomes whatever you want it to be and um like the staging here and the sheer quantity of people on the stage make this production of godswell seem like it was written like in like a 20 like they had like a 24-hour theater type thing and like they made all of godspell in that 24 hours and this skit was like they thought it was so funny at 3 a.m like that's the vibe of this oh yeah and we're gonna say 2.4601 miles and, and like everyone and they, and they laughed and laughed I want to go to sound design corner because I have a moment where just to point out how they really only want to be using copyrighted jingles because uh, <laughs> that's what that's what the whole sound design is here. Let me just get yeah. there. There there was the uh, I did hear the classic stock iMovie new like iMovie garage yes. band news like yep yes yes it's exactly that which, uh which is yeah. a hallmark of any high school creative project like if it doesn't have a news segment what are what are you doing and it's so what funny because doing? uh in 2019 i don't think these children had watched news like news is not a thing like they've not watched news on the tv like <laughs> it's they're they're parodying a thing that like yeah it would it's like if we did a parody of like like writing on a typewriter like it's just like you don't know the sure. actual thing if we did it would be it's... just like if we did a parody of writing on a typewriter <laughs> yeah look it, uh, you're not getting it it would be sort of like um so this is the point where i was thinking so stephen schwartz has said this show is not about jesus it's about creating community and at this point, I was like, White County High School was like, this was a show about Jesus. So I think that's just, yeah. that was sort of the whole reading of this show. What are, yeah. Or what the are community you is Jesus. Because, I was going to yeah. say, are we ready for day by day? I think we're ready by day for day by day, which starts with just cartwheels. Uh, which, and, and it's because those girlies can do cartwheels. You got to, ta- you write in your audition form, any special talents. This yeah. is where we see them. And this um, is also the point, and I, with this is where we're gonna have to get to uh, a, a, another thing, like the ringmaster jacket that they have changed about, cha- tweaked about Godspell uh, common staging. 
My, I had a, a high school sociological thought about Day by okay. Day, and I'm interested yes. to see if, what your thoughts yeah. are. This felt, because Day by Day is usually, Day by Day, and I will say this, I don't think it is currently, until I've like sort of rediscovered Godspell, and I'd say the last like two or three years, yeah. Day by Day was my favorite song. As a child, Day by Day was my favorite song. It's a great, I it's a great it song. Heart. It's yeah. a great song. So I know it so well. Yeah. There is one soloist on Day by Day, usually. And they yeah. had multiple well, soloists on. Well, there's so one this soloist my... on most of these songs, and they had multiple soloists on all of these songs. This was a heavy use of multiple soloists. This was the first instant. <laughs> it first, this was the first song we saw it in a big way. I thought it might have been because she was 18 inches shorter than the rest of the cast, but I did think that it. What felt to me was that there was a freshman girl who seemed to me yeah. like the freshman girl who's like friends with the upperclassmen. Yes. Freshman girl who is probably more talented than some of the upperclassmen, but the upperclassmen yes. girls were going to not have it if this newbie gets day by day. Are you and are we talking show. about the the very short clown? I want to make sure we're talking about the same person. We're talking about the very like like very who the second she walked out I said look out for this girl cuz she's going to be Yeah, like, yes. Yes. And and I so yeah, she is like I mean if you watch it like heads You're going to notice her. You can't you can't not you, you notice her. And she <laughs> She also is dre- the fact that she is dressed as a full clown is the probably the second most notable thing. Yeah, like no one else is a clown, but she's a clown at the circus. So and she had a very good voice and great stage yeah. presence. And it yes. felt to me like an example of this is the director being like, this is the girl I want to give the full song to, but there's two senior girls who are going to fucking ruin my life yeah. for the next three months if I don't give them something. Yeah. So we're going to But here's the thing. Summer. She didn't just, and this was the same with a lot of them. There were, I think, about the same number of total like soloists in the main songs as there were songs, because usually the way Godspell works to explain for people who don't know is that there people are called by their first names other than Judas, uh, Jesus, and John the Baptist, and their their role is basically like what song they're featured on. There were about the same number of people as featured songs, but they broke it up into like thirds for each song. And I would say not only did they clearly want to give the song to the clown, she also was featured on many many other songs. Like it wasn't just day by day, which feels like he's like. This director's playing a lot of angles. He's he's saying, yeah. I got to appease the senior girl. Like, high school theater directors, as much as I think we, we do give them shit for, like, being crazy yeah. like, chess masters, they yes. also are dealing with so much, like, I need my life to not be a living hell, so I need to, like, make these little political moves. I felt like he was like, I, on the one hand, have to appease these senior girls who aren't going to have a, a lead solo. On the other hand, I love this little freshman girl and i want her in all the shows so i have to give her enough to keep her coming back but i also like so it's a very delicate that really is the circus balancing act of the. that's the circus that's the circus this was also uh there was a there was a rock of ages joke that i really didn't understand oh well Um, it's because they had just done rock of ages is that's what it, that was like their last yep. show? There, yeah. Whatever it was, the hometown audience was not in the room that night because the hometown the audience like, was not uh, the audience. Period. I don't think. I think that every reaction we heard was coming from the stage. I don't think any reaction was coming from the audience. 
There was, because there were all these jokes that it felt like you should have an uproarious applause. And you're like, well, that's just high school. Like, people love referencing teachers. Like, all of them played. It was as if they were from another high school and they were performing at this place. Right. Or, Or as if, and I think I marked this. So this is sort of another segment, which is at what time, Stamp, did the parents start feeling shame uh for their children and embarrassment i mean for a lot of them i'm sure the answer was before the show started but right just because that's how being a parent of a teenager i think works but i i had marked down let's see i i um 24 minutes i said do you think at this point the parents in the audience are slowly slowly walking out or did that already happen this is also in 24 minutes if i have it right I, I think this is sort of when we're getting a lot of the like black preacher voice yes. kids. Yeah. It. Like it's mm-hmm. that sort of we're this is when we get into some yeah. of the, the very fragile voice play uh that takes us very through most of this fragile show. Bo- voice play. Yeah. I would say a lot of it is referencing black spirituals and there is not a black person on this stage, nor do I think was there one involved in this process. I, or in the audience, I think it's probably. Oh, yeah. I think it's probably yeah. safe to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, and I also I thought you were asking the question because of there's a a very notable thing that's coming up just chronologically uh, oh. that you sent me a couple pictures of that yes. at this point in the show does appear, and I was wondering if that was your thought of how are the parents reacting to this. So that I loved, first of all. We're going to get to that. Let me just say one more thing. So in Day by Day, um, we get, so usually in Godspell, during Day by Day, to signify that these people are like part of Jesus's community, they get some sort of makeup put on them. That's like a very common staging in Godspell. I have never seen a production where they get just a cross so all of them, for the rest of the performance, have a black cross uh, on their face. Single black cross on their cheek, yeah. which and it's I guess scary. Is a little and honestly, I didn't until. But you wait, said, let's I didn't actually interrogate that because he hadn't even been crucified yet. So we. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What the hell? Whoa. Oh, that's a really good point. He he is crucified in this show. We get a crucifixion. There he had not so Jesus' symbol is a cross beforehand? He's like, what is this going? It's yeah, it's like Yeah. Truly like the arrested development show, a cross from where, but yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. Otherwise a logically flawless show, but otherwise that isn't it. actually no notes. So No notes, yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. I guess the dramaturg wasn't thinking too critically about that one. I'm not sure there was a dramaturg. Also, if they're all as uh, studied as as they kind of <laughs> are making themselves out to be, they might not need one. Right. If if the dramaturg's one job was going to be teach them the Bible, I think they're they're good to go on that one. They're good I to just do or one do more thing. Every Sunday, yeah. Right. One more thing to point out in day by day is that this is the first moment um, where we get really some great aerialist uh, features. Yeah. And it, it is every time, there's about three, I think, girls who are getting on the aerialist ropes. And they are, as again, I I couldn't do what they were doing now, currently. I think 
any amount of aerialist takes aerialism. Is that the phrase? I don't know. It's takes so a lot of far from a world I could do. I don't even know the terminology. Right. It was, I, I was, I I was respect, mesmerized. I respect. I'm so proud of these children. I don't know where they're learning this. They shouldn't have been on that stage. They were statically hanging on ropes um, in the background of musical numbers. They that and I wrote this was when I wrote it, I wrote do your talent and then this felt like such a do your talent school middle school theater moment of yeah you wrote on your audition form special skills and we're we're you we asked that for a reason we're putting that in the yeah. show yeah and well the I think the aerialist ropes I I don't know what came first the fact that some of these girls could do aerialist stunts or they wanted to use the ropes as the cross like I wonder really which came first it's sort of a chicken true, or egg yeah. moment. <laughs> Um, there, I, I, I think we should actually have right now what I am going to call it now ad lib corner, ad lib, ad lib junction. Mm. Um, because, uh, well, I guess we have to talk about the puppet first because the ad libs are within the, pu- the sphere of the puppet. It's going to be hard to describe the puppet in an auditory <laughs> medium, but, but I, I think we should try, but I think we need to try just that because yeah. that's journalistically what's right. So I would, let me, let me paint a picture for you. This puppet is well-crafted, big, big, maybe two feet tall, muscular, and naked. And and (laughs) handled, handled by the actors so precisely. And so like the actors have such an intimate relationship with this sure you if you maybe this is the time you have to switch to youtube because this is a puppet who has been violated in in a major major way he is not doing well he's he's like shaking he's shimmying so they take off his neck scarf yeah but he was already naked right this and this is when I was like, this is excellent puppetry. I said this feels very culty. So let's see. This mm-hmm. is a few seconds before. This is the girl. This is our girl. If you're watching, this is the one. This is our girl is who doing. is. Yeah. Should we maybe she describe her short, hero. short blonde, short blonde hair? I guess it would be the way I'd describe her in this. And she's wearing like I a did, yeah. a renaissance a renaissance peasant type outfit, which is not circus. But let's watch. Let's but watch what does. happens here. Yeah. This is our girl. And let's watch it. Oh, yeah, this is... <laughs> sorry. The part where they're all bent on knees, uh, uh, lifting their arms to the sky, and the tribal drums are playing felt definitely a little weird. It was... And this is also what I'm saying of, like, eight different eras of like the circus and this was the like yeah it's 1691 arabian nights like right sort of yeah yes it was it's definitely like they were taking a lot of inspiration from that maybe orient orientalist moment of the circus i think throughout (laughs) and in costuming as well we need to get to trump now um and i wish we didn't have to and i wish we never had to but there is okay yeah, go ahead. Give a little preamble because I have I have a lot to say. Here's my question, and this is this is this is really interesting. Um, what was the take on Trump? Because it was not. I yes, I would. That wonder, is my question too. <laughs> I thought it was 
I thought this felt to me like probably liberal kids giving the most anti-Trump take that they could. That they could, yeah. Thing, without well, here's it being the thing. a thing. I don't think, I think this came from the teacher, from the drama teacher. It doesn't go along with the rest of the show at all. Oh, excuse me, there was a burp. It is, because Trump is in this moment um, in hell and being punished. Uh, right. And and, it's and, not, and is is yes. greedy and, and dumb and full of himself. Like, it's a very, yeah. like, 2014 take on like what right Trump it's is, really yeah. pre-presidential i it was it was not a, a, a the kind of uh parody i i would see during the trump presidency which this was because this was in 2019 so we have to also remember that yeah uh and in. also it wasn't just as in a lot of productions of godspell i've seen i've definitely seen one where they did a trump parody though again this that was in like tw- 2008 so like you know i did not know that that's interesting that they're that i have seen this is like... i have seen other trump parodies they did not usually it's a it's not it's just a person doing an impression and it's not explicitly stated in this he says specifically like is i i will just have to play it i i'm not gonna try to do any sort of trump impression certainly right saint lazarus to my father's house, okay? The Trump Tower, Trump Taj Mahal, Trump White House, Trump Big Ben. And and I will say this, the impression was not terrible. It wasn't horrible. Was it the ensemble? Was it? We have to see now who it was. Yeah, on stage you're also going to see what is an audience plant who was brought on stage to play Lazarus. Um, Because that... that, uh, So that's just a little context there. That's giving plant. That's very plant behavior. The rich man died, okay. and he was buried in Hades. What is this, Hamilton? <laughs> Biggest laugh of the show. Which Biggest laugh of the show was the Trump impression. Trump impression, his first line is, what is this, a Hilton? <laughs> and he's in hell. And it's that's funny. I'm not going to lie. It's funny. That's just funny. I'm I laughing. Mean, which I was gonna. I mean, and this is sort of the joy of seeing of seeing a southern production of this. That I think if you yeah. were to see that in in New York, the the libs who would be yeah. putting the show together would be like, <laughs> we gotta take this really like Trump is so serious. Like we have to if it's about Trump, like it's about Trump, and we're doing a right. whole like. You know, so you're getting into it. I think the joy of seeing one of these is they're like, he's wacky. And that's kind of what we all love you have our to do. wacky president. Yeah, yeah. Right. It does, it can be much less serious when there's people in the room who are like active Trump supporters. Yeah. No one is going to be like, because no one's going to be like, you really shouldn't have. And I also right. don't think you're getting anyone who's watching this who's like, you shouldn't be making fun of our president. Like, that's why I feel like it towed the line. I don't. I yeah, think it told also, the line well for this yeah, audience. I think it did too. I think the whole thing actually did tow the line well for its audience in terms of the Jesus content because I think like there was just enough kids being little freaks with also like genuinely clearly reverential Jesus content, like more so than other productions of Godspell I've seen. 
maybe maybe we're the fools here and maybe this show knows its audience but then again the audience is not right present and, if this and show... about as unsupportive as possible so if the show knew say. its audience i would hope there would be laughter reactions clapping i did note what the biggest cheer was and i felt the same as the audience and we will get to that but i agreed with what they cheered the loudest for the i'm interested here because i don't for. have i don't know exactly but i okay so we're now on to uh, learn your lessons well. Yeah, yes. Which has one of the best, I will say, prop comedy moments. Not that I've... Yes. Not only that I... not Obviously in this show, I'm actually going to go as far to say that I've seen in high school theater. I thought it was... When I got it, it was a thinker. So it took me a minute. But once I got it, I was laughing. And it was period. Was it, was, it was 2019. Like, it was yes. so of that era. Oh, well, not just... There were, there were Tide Pods, but more than there that. There were Tide Pods. More than that. The, well, the, yeah. So there were, uh, to describe the scene, right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing Learn Your yeah. Lessons Well, which is, maybe you could summarize it better. It, it's starts, like a song. it starts with the, it starts with the phrase, I can see a swath of sinners set in yonder. So these are the swath of sinners. We have three, three girls sitting in front of the stage. One is, I would say smoking weed, but it is a tea. It's like the largest crazy. joint. Yeah. <laughs> Made out of tin foil. So I was like, "Is this supposed to be a crack pipe? Like, are we going? Is it like way?" But I, I believe it was just a joint. Yeah, I think it was. Um, well, and it was not the first time characters were smoking weed on stage either. Or not the, the only time. Is, they were smoking weed, but every time it was a different thing they were using to represent yes, the joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The second thing was Tide Pods, which is very yes. clever of that era. Very twenty nineteen. Well, and Jake, do you want to give it... a finish? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was still a little dated even in 2019, but the finale was a girl holding holding a bottle of Coca-Cola, uh, the drink, the beverage, the American beverage, and sniffing it. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then I was like, she's snorting Coke. And that, my friends, that's that's clever. That's funny. That's, that's good. just clever. I mean, that is that's just, just clever. clever. This was the, there was so much brain in this uh, song. And yeah. I will say... The girl, Very and I thought that the girl who was singing it at the beginning, um, she really was believing the song. I said, I said, at forty-seven minutes, the first two soloists in "Learn Your West Lesson Well," "Learn Your Lesson Well," "Learn Your Lesson Well," were like actually really good. Like I was genuinely I, impressed. They were. I mean, the, the, it was so, the first one, especially. I was like, did they find you like at a party telling kids that they shouldn't drink? Because like, you right. Were so, <laughs> It's youth like, pastor so... core for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we can have fun. So like, I need to show you. So at this point, I was getting sort of embarrassed for the people on stage, which, uh, you know, it just it's gonna happen in a high school production. There's a point where yeah. you're reaching the maximum level of secondhand embarrassment you can feel, and that's again, no matter the quality of this production, I've felt it even in professional productions. There is a point at which you cannot tolerate the secondhand embarrassment any longer. So I'm, I was at 1.75 on YouTube, and I need you to hear what the 1.75 sounded like at this point that I was listening to. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta hear this. Yeah, it's a combo of the, of the gospel that they're doing as well. This is... I have to show this still because 
it looks like they're actively doing aerial silks. They were all dangling limply from their silks at this point and not moving. <laughs> so I just wanted to shout that out as at the end of this number, they just were there um, like that. So that's just fun to see. Uh, at 50 minutes and 55 seconds, yes. we don't have to play it, but I did write it down. Okay. This is the second time we have referenced Pop-Tarts in this show. Yes, a lot of Pop-Tart referencing. That was also around the point where they're humming the... Um, they're humming a lame Miz song while they're doing like field work. There's a lot of a lot of racist undertones, I would say, of this show, and some overtones. Um, it's that, sort of like one, yeah, yeah. Some are just tones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of one tones. of those shows that like like you have those comedians who are like, at my shows, like everyone's getting offended, and it's like they do <laughs> check off most boxes. It, like, yeah, I mean, probably yeah. aside from Christians, but but basically everyone is getting it to them at some point in this show. Basically, I agree. It's sort of like the Cleveland, Georgia version of the Book of Mormon. I mean, <laughs> if I if I am allowed to say that, if I if I may be so bold, yeah. Bless, bless the Lord is another day-by-day, multiple soloists. There's a lot of political mm-hmm. moves going behind who's singing what here. It's a little bit of a riff-off at the beginning. Why, yes. Oh, I, I do have notes they, here. Yes. Yeah, go I ahead. Said, why doesn't this girl have a bigger part? Maybe this is... It's the girl in the, the Ren Fair, in the Ren Fair outfit, I think. Isn't it the one... The one who's the one, about... No, no, not the one. The one who's, like, I think she wears glasses and she has, like, short, curly, like, reddish hair. She by my side. They she was in yes, she was in every number because she had such an amazing voice. They were like, we by, just have to like, use by, her. We'll get to Oh, by, by my side, side we just we get to that. That was one of the most beautiful moments of theater. One I've of ever the like, seen in my like entire truly, life. and like like that's yeah. just like I don't the con- I would listen to that. Yes, okay, we, no, we'll get I'm to like, when we get to yeah, it. we're gonna get to that. I agree. That and that's the clapping moment. We're gonna get to that. Um, so yeah. the, so all for the best, I said right before they started, I was like, if they don't tap, I'm going to be mad. They of course are not, they do not tap. Um, they've got, we've got There's another no moment of puppetry. Show. No, 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 no. The choreography is point to the sky, raise your arms, do a little spin. Um, yeah, they do puppetry and they do the classic silly thing of you put your arms through, someone puts their hands behind their back, you put your arms through and yeah. you just, you make them do little hand motions. And that is one of the silliest little things you can do on a stage. It is a classic they were yakking it up, up there. Improv. They were having mm-hmm. so much fun with it. After, uh, after, why am I again blanking on the name of the, uh, all for the best. There's a moment when uh, the character whose name is Sarah, that must also be her name, is that she's singing like a reprise, a self a self to herself of some song. And Judas goes, Judas goes, Sarah, cut it out. And I was like, that feels like that came from him. him. Like that was like, that was not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, I wrote down the cut it out moment. I thought, yeah. are they doing like the full house, like cut it, like, Dave <laughs> Joey. Yeah. It looked Coulier. like he was doing the, f- <laughs> yeah. the Dave Coulier Joey cut it out. But mm-hmm. it was a it was that followed up by next note was at 105. Yeah. The line no no fruit, Colby. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that they I think maybe in rehearsal the cast members themselves were laughing at it. So they thought, let's keep it in the show. The audience is going to think this is hilarious. The audience had no reaction. This is the thing you're saying of the 24-hour 
24 hours. Yes, musical. yeah, it's, it's, it's giving sort morning. of delirious, yeah, del- yeah, a lot of delirium <laughs> happening here. Which, um, when, yeah. when we wrote our show, which we haven't been talking about nearly enough, but when we wrote our <laughs> show, like, most things that were written in the last two weeks were basically to that effect. Of just, yeah, like, yeah. lines that just were not just nonsense, but we just loved. We kept, like, but, like, I think if, like, in context, they were not funny. Out of context, I think every line was funny. <laughs> Absolutely. It was hilarious. And, like, and, we, like, named a, yeah. we named a character Rachel, my friend from camp. Doesn't yeah. come up in the show yeah. at all. No. Didn't explain we, it. To, but it, it was, like, it, made us teehee every time we looked at the script. Hilarious. Um, I, anyway. I'll say, I think something we need to discuss. So my least favorite song in the show is All Good Gifts. This is not a good song. Stephen Schwartz did not freak it on this one. I think this is just generally a bad song. It is, it's Judas's song. And right. Judas, so in the, in the album, every album, there's a moment he, there, you know, he, he gets really impassioned. He goes like, I really want to thank you, Lord. This Judas did that. And he committed to that intensity. And I would like to, I guess, play that moment. Um, We're getting to it. Let's. Here it comes. Okay, little riff. is like the spirit is inside of him on that one this is such a crazy song like i that this is one of the two songs that i could not remember when it was on yeah. it feels like it was written in like a different era of musical like a like a 2008 like yeah it wasn't though and i oh this is the song i would always skip on the original broadway cast recording because the person's voice is insane like the his voice is very operatic it's like we plow the fields and scatter like that's literally what it sounds like and i was like this is not good yeah um i think there's two things we need to discuss that come up in the next five minutes of the show that are equally baffling one is the anti-semitism so yeah i was Uh, gonna something big is coming up one ten twenty two is where I have it, but yeah, we can start. Yeah, I, I got one ten twenty right there. Yep, yep, yep. So I just give a little preamble. There's a parable where there's a, a money lender, so it's are already going well. And the choice that was made was the money lender uh, has a New York accent, so definitely not giving any undertones of anti-Semitism. So let's just get that right here. This is only half of an estate. But it's worth $246 and one penny. And one penny. And one penny. And one penny. Wait. I'm just realizing something right now. What? I'm just realizing something right now. Either think it out in your head or write it down. Write down the numerical Is it 24601 again? Not, goddammit. What is their pro? Like, what is the lame? They like, must have just done Les Mis. I know they just did. Like, the year before, they had to have just done Les Mis. Two, like, what is this, like, 
that's like Kabbalah, or not? That's like a, what's it? What's the Jewish mis? Maybe that's Kabbalah, like the Jewish mysticism with like yeah, yeah, it's Kabbalah. Yes, yeah. Oh, there. So you're saying not only are they doing late mis, they're like they're, this is part of the grand conspiracy of Jews connected to you know all the powerful people in the world. Also, I'm just gonna throw it out there. What was the last two four six oh one about the weather? It was about the weather. The okay, Jews do control the weather. Yes. Okay, so you're. I, I mean objectively this moment is well a hilarious and b anti-semitic but we i would say so funny (laughs) after all good gifts you need something that's going to just jolt the audience back yeah i think that this was exactly that but it's not to them it's not it wasn't anti-semitism of course to them it was just a good point it was like it was like, oh my god, the Jews are running the banks! Like, this is hilarious. Like, And they were, like, like yakking it up in the audience. Except they weren't. They're like, you've modernized but... the show, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, the next thing I have is the rap. Um, that I wish we didn't have to play, but I am gonna play it. Yeah. I mean, even calling it a rap is complimentary, like... Right! It wasn't. It's not a rap. Um, let's just... Also, this hat is also one sec here it comes the hat is not good either it's also like sort of a japanese inspired farming hat um and this is our unsung hero this is our unsung hero i wish i wish it wasn't but it is and we love her here but again these kids do the assignment And then so the cheering, you hear the other people on stage. Yes. Also in that camp of the stomp, like the when there were all stomping, that becomes the loudest noise you've ever heard. Okay, we got to keep blasting through. We're at two and a half hours here. We're at two and a half hours. This is is longer longer than the show. (laughs) We're 20 minutes over the show and we're at the end of act one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's just, let's just, I'll just power through a few of my notes. Uh, one of my yeah. notes is where did this child come from? Because there's a small yeah, child one, that comes onto the stage. One sixteen fifty. Who is this child? Yep. Was my yep. note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who comes back at the end? Don't worry, she will be in the 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 curtain call. She's yep. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in it. Uh, another one is light of the world. They actually. Here's the thing. This is a genuine thought I had. I think they improved as an ensemble in their harmonies, even, like, as they were warming up throughout the show. Because Light of the World, as, like, an ensemble harmony number, I thought sounded, like, pretty good compared to some of the, like, was t- horrible minor keys. I I think that they needed to warm up to it, but I think that they, Light of the World was, it was just such a strong act one ender. Yes. They really yeah. just, they could, they, I thought that they did a great job. Yes, it was great. And then, um, oh, also... We got John the Baptist on the aerials. He was not meant to be on those aerial silks. I wish he would have gotten down. I was worried for his health and safety. There were um, some, some crazy yeah. moments, yeah. And then, of course, we open Act 2 with Turn Back, Oh Man. Turn which Back, is, Oh Man. We're going to have to talk about... Let's talk about the time in, when the... In the show... And this is probably going to be something we have to talk about in every show. This is, you know, classic Act 2 opener, the song, but... This, I think, is the moment probably the parents were the most uncomfortable um, because it's supposed to be a quote-unquote sexy number, and 
mm-hmm. you to be sung at by a 16 year old who is trying to be sexy is like one of the worst experiences a human adult could possibly have um yeah yeah <laughs> is it, it as a yeah as a parent it's got to be so difficult especially in yeah. what feels like probably a rather you know i i would say maybe repressed kind of audience sure there was oh there was okay there was a moment i do not know <laughs> i do not know when it happened but i wrote down jesus is good <laughs> out of context that's funny but there was a moment no i know you disagree <laughs> I'm not going to put well, it Well, no, 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 no. But I think oh. I know why. Because we this we are getting to the point where I was like, this is the best you're doing in the show. Yes, yes, where he's like, yes. I thought where he's like yeah. screaming at them. Yes, there was a lot of screaming. He gets very angry, which is like part of the show. He's supposed to get very angry. But when he gets really angry, like he's really Jesus in that moment. It's really giving Jesus. Part of me, I also had a couple sociological um, or cultural notes around the this t- this area as well. I said, uh, what is the senior goodbye speech between Jesus and Judas? Like, because they feel like opposite personalities, but yeah. they, they did kind of have a dynamic together. I had the same thought. I, I was so interested in wanting to know what Jesus's senior goodbyes were for a lot of this cast. Because it felt like what a lot of them could maybe, like, he seemed like probably a different echelon of popularity than a lot of the cast. I think he was like outside of drama popular, I'm sure. Like, I'm pretty sure. He struck me as a like, although if you said, he struck me as like a musical one season, sports the other season, like kind of. Ooh, interesting. Like dream dream boat in that of like every high school director's dream of like the kid who has friends outside of theater. Yes, yeah. It felt like a lot of his senior speeches would be like, when I first met you, like, we didn't have anything in common, I thought, but it turns out you're so cool. But I think he, like, took this role really seriously. Like, I think he was, like, beating himself up about it. Like, also, like, when he, if he, like, felt he wasn't performing to his full capacity, like, he, he was serious, I think. He was, uh, he didn't miss a, yeah, he was, he was just really, like, he didn't miss a beat. He was taking it really yes. as it was coming. This was yeah. not a, like, versus, I would say, John the Baptist was having so much fun in the role and doing like mm-hmm. crazy stuff that I, you know, and cause he's the cultural leader of this group. Um, yes. There are moments when like, for example, when he's interacting with the little clown and that feels so rude to say, but she's a small person dressed as a clown. She's physically very small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he like, so a lot of the time Jesus has to be like sort of entertained by his little flock and he'll like smile. Those are the moments I felt the most forced where he's like, he's like, <laughs> like smiling a little too broadly at like his following. But I think there were other moments that felt, that felt good. He, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I was, I had my eyes on him. He kept my attention. Yeah. I'm just, I'm getting anxious to talk about by my side. So I'm because I'm getting excited about it too. I have one I have one more thing before that. Please, yeah, no, I have one I more get, thing. I want to just talk about by my side without. So so yes. yeah. What's your yeah yeah? Let me get let me get one sec here. There's a this is a little a little a little homophobic moment. Let's play it. I am the Messiah. <laughs> so just uh, I am the Messiah. 
um, that you know that was the moment I was thinking of earlier when you talked about like the guy yeah. speaking the high pitched voice. That's what I was yeah. thinking of. Where I was like, this is yeah. two thousand four, and this is what a gay yep. person is. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. So now we need to play about. Should we just like play the entirety of By My Side? Because like I don't know what else to say about it other than like it's genuinely one of the best like three way harmonies I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't want to hear it only because in my version of the last, yeah, it's, it's so good. Ruin my hearing, yeah, 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 it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. But you need to, if you're listening, just yes, no, don't speed it up. You play it at one time speed. <laughs> sit yep. and listen, and just like sit with it, because like God. close your eyes. It's so like it's so beautiful, genuinely. Like congratulations to these three performers because that, and that is the, it got, that is the only number that got genuine applause because I know that the parents were like, thank God. Like I have, the applause that I have is real and true. And I am like applauding. Cause it was just a beautiful, like it was just beautiful yes. music at what it really was. Yeah. And I wrote to the girl, uh, the, like the lead soloist in this, I said, yeah. this girl racks up a lot of creative writing awards. That's exactly what I was thinking. But like, and it's always, it's always the alto. And like, I, I can it's say that I'm an alto. I'm an alto. I'm a tenor. I'm down there. I mean, I can't sing, but again, that's where my range is. It's this, always the alto. She like was, yeah. I mean, they, this girl like really, again, this is the, this is the moment where I was like, Jesus in his senior speech is probably like, you're so cool in like a slightly condescending yeah. way to her. Yeah, like I thought she, you were yeah. like a nerd and I thought you like sucked ass and like were a narc, but like you're actually so cool. I was also like, I bet you drink a lot at the parties. Like the, you're, I bet you're one of the kids who's like, that's the thing. He's like, I thought you were a narc, but then like we played beer pong on two different sides of the table. Now there, there is another girl I want to bring up in by my side. Okay. Uh, okay. Who I kept calling her pants girl. But yes. She oh, she is she the one like, who has the long dark hair, like, the like black. Shirt? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Another sort of uh, bad Orientalist costuming choice, but I that think was a great very, voice. Yeah, that's. I also have one more thing to pull out from before by my side, which I should have done, but it's just mm -hmm. another moment of anti-Semitism. Um, so let me just, let me just pull that out. It's brief. But it's there. Uh, let's get, let's, this is a few seconds before it happens. Oi vey. Oi vey. Wait, Did you not I, catch that the first time? I totally missed that. I totally missed that. <laughs> Oi vey. Oi vey. And it was like, that sounds like someone who has never actually heard someone say oi Right, it's a very, like, goyish way of saying oi vey. Wow. Oy I guess they are Jews. They're not Christians. Yeah, I mean, the, in this, before Jesus is crucified, they are Jews. Yeah. And they talk about, like, they're like, God is your only rabbi. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, let's get to another moment of sort of... Actually, sort of weirdly, this feels like it could have been made now, I guess, because they were ahead of the curve on, like, transphobia. Um, I feel like I know exactly another what moment you're, I of think that. I know exactly yeah, what yeah, you're going to say. Yeah, I'm sure you do. One moment here. Um, let's, it's just loading. Here we go. When I was hungry, you didn't give me food. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me drink. When I was naked and without a home, you didn't take me to your house. When I was ill and in prison, you didn't come to my aid. Remember, I identify as a sheep dog. <laughs> oh.
So it's interesting because because you had said like I'm trying to imagine this is 2019 in the year 2023. I think if you hear yeah. a joke that's like my pronouns are like rocket ship bread whatever like that is such yeah. I say like what is this five years ago? But this yeah, is five yeah. years ago, so I guess that it right. is right <laughs> on the mark of like when. And honestly, if the pronoun stuff is is making it, or that's not, it's more trans to them than pronouns, but it's like, if that's making its way to Cleveland, it is pretty on point of like, yeah, this would be when you're thinking you're making a cutting edge joke. Yeah, and like, maybe they were. Also, I wrote after this, I was like, did they get their version of the script from Godspell for Republicans? Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't think they came up with all these jokes. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. But I don't think that. I think there has to be like a subreddit of like Godspell pubbies, Godspell Republicans, like something that feels like, like a that. narrow. It feels like a narrow group. Like it <laughs> oh, felt like very much yeah. just the first, like the first jokes I ever heard in like 2014 yeah. about like the gender spectrum. It's like you can be anything. You sure. could be a dolphin, and like, and it felt yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was the brand of humor, which I guess feels late for 2019, but. But it, it was a strong, and it got a strong laugh in the audience. It got a really strong laugh. Um, okay, I think there's not too much to say between then and, like, like literally when he gets crucified. I don't know if you have a lot, just a lot of notes, which I have a few, but none of them seem I super important. I don't really, my, so by the time we get to Beautiful City, um, yeah, I was like, did we run out of rehearsal days? Because this yeah. is just, mm-hmm. there is no, there is nothing here. There is no staging. Yeah, there, yes. It was just Jesus singing and we did not have any other moment where it was only Jesus singing. Truly. And, and also to your note, though it doesn't sound like that was necessarily the angle they took. If it's a show about community, regardless of anything else beautiful city that like is the most on the nose song about that so for it to be the song where you're having one single actor present it it it, like one actor in this song that is about the point of the show it did feel like maybe we're going into tech in three days maybe this is just one person singing the parents aren't going to care if their kid isn't really like it could be okay now that you're saying that though like it could be we're going to tech in three days or it could be like if they're really rebelling against the idea that this show is about community and it's really just about Jesus, it makes sense to be like, Jesus is the we, like the royal we, we, me, Jesus, can build the beautiful city. Like that the royal like could we also could, be that. The royal we could build a beautiful city. I mean, that is, that is also, that it also would be such a radical uh, staging of the show because it's not only like, not only is this about Jesus less than community, it's like we're anti it being about community. Like, yeah, it can, it's, they can coexist. Be about community. Right. It's yeah. like, you, this is Bible as Bible. This is nothing more than that. Like, we're not interpreting yeah. it. So that was my. Did I, I, I think we got to get to. Yeah. Jesus needs to just be crucified at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think personally, it's too much to ask any 16 year old to be crucified on stage and i don't know how you feel about that but i don't think i don't think a 16 year old needs to be crucified on stage i wasn't sure whether i wasn't i i don't think i had an opinion on it before now that i think about it i probably 
in the gamut of uh, in the gamut of things that high schoolers do on stage in terms of sure. uh, shooting, being shot, smoking cigarettes, um, <sighs> being drunk, like things that's like I I feel like a crucif- watching a crucifixion on stage is very funny to watch. I pro- I, <laughs> okay, I, say more. I pro- as in it's just like that goes in that I mean I'd say like it's not an adult thing to be crucified. It's not I think I I think I'm okay with the crucifixion on on stage. But like in that in the okay. same way that like I just delight in it the same way that I delight in kids being drunk, in the same way that I delight in kids smoking cigarettes, like <laughs> in the way that I did not delight in, you know, turn back oh man. Like this was just sure. like a I love it when like they're all gonna take it super seriously. Like yeah, he oh, and they took it seriously. I had like John the Baptist when he carried dead Jesus off stage was like genuinely crying. Like I think he was crying. There was and I had a thought, and if this is a fall musical, that would make sense of why it's a little less emotional. But I did have a thought right before the crucifixion in On the Willows. Okay, when he's giving those hugs and he's giving those good yeah. like. I was imagining like what this like the May first final show of that is, and he's actually yeah. giving like that. Like that would just have to yeah. be like waterworks. Like people are just oh for sure. It felt like such a sweet moment in what would be yeah. a final. I mean production. that is that is a that is the regular staging for that moment. But I agree that when you're a senior and you're hugging your friends goodbye on stage like I would be sobbing I know there were moments in my like senior shows where it was just like vows and I was sobbing like there's any you you are so emotionally fragile in your last show as a senior in high school that like you are just crying so like I I, couldn't I would be yeah we couldn't get through we did on the town in the last song that like the the, (laughs) I which is a a, a show devoid of any emotion but like the last song is like some other it's like we'll catch up some other time and it was like we were all just like sobbing during (laughs) it because it was like we will catch up some other time um yeah okay so we're at the crucifixion i did say jesus at this point and i think alas alas you whatever i don't even remember alas for you he is depleted. The actor playing Jesus is depleted at it's this a moment. Big, it's a big role. He's on stage for two hours. No break. Yeah. No skips. So he is He is really... I. It felt like he was sort of on to the next thing, like kind of thinking about like, oh, yeah. fuck, and I have a chemistry test tomorrow. Like, Yeah, yeah. I think by the time he was being crucified, he was not... Yeah, definitely not embodied in the way that, you know, Christ maybe was on the cross um exactly which again you can't feel that way in aerial silks with holding aerial silks to your arms and like your feet crossed on a box like it it takes a lot it takes a lot i think the crucifixion is maybe the least interesting part though because then uh, when they say when they carry him off and then they start singing long live god slash prepare ye which is it's really shows the imbalance of the boys and the girls because the girls sing like long live god and you hear like a, a faint boy in the background going like yeah <laughs> it was it yeah the the ratio became super clear in the ending there i'm i'm looking like yeah long live god i said is yeah. this in the show i didn't know like yeah, that's normally yeah, in the show. okay okay yep um yep. 
other notes. They didn't add, except for like ad libbing weird things. Like everything they did was pretty normal. Yeah, in the show, I said, "Oh no, they're back in the aisles." (laughs) That was a big yeah. (laughs) I just have to say, Jesus comes back in this one, and that's not common staging. So that's that's just important to note is that he comes back not as a ringmaster, just as his plain old self. The very last moment of the show, Jesus jumps in front of everyone, arms outstretched. And he, there's our man. Um, right. So that just that's that's gonna make it okay for the Christians in the audience, I think. That was a huge, uh, yeah. That was a huge moment, and 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 yeah. interesting given your background of Jesus is coming back in this Jesus yeah, forward show. Yeah. In this Jesus uh, forward show, he is coming back. Okay, let let's do bow corner. Bow Corner, what surprise? I thought that generally it was a pretty fair, it was pretty fair who got to bow when. Um, I said Trump guy bows with John the Baptist. That felt like a punch up for Trump guy and it felt like a That was a punch up for, yeah. I was surprised. I thought John the Baptist would maybe get a solo bow. If you're named in God's bow, I feel like you should get a solo bow. Especially if if you're us if you're a senior which we're just making we don't know that for sure but I, if I don't like, know but if he's not if he's not he it, it looks like one and if he's not he needs <laughs> to run for public office because that guy is yeah, able to just yeah. hold a community by his hand like yes absolutely wow. uh the child on this the is, tech crew yeah. comes back there's a, yes another so there is a, we thought there was maybe just a child on stage but the child wasn't all black which should have been a sign that they were being put to work child labor style because they are and when we say child we mean six max six yeah. maybe seven max she's we've on stage re- yeah and she's we've been, in the show she has a couple of, there's one girl in the cast who really takes on a role of like the being the mom to this girl and feels very proud of it yeah she's like, i was I wondering felt, if she was like the older sister yeah something like that felt like you're proud of being this person in like to this yes. person so I have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to say. Well, wow, why did I just start speaking in a southern accent? That's that's Except, sort of how they spoke for Lovey. Yeah, you, yeah. To tell the this story. Is, yeah. So here we Let's go. Hear it. So as we heard at the beginning, the uh, director says to the assistant prin- assistant principal of the school says like there's a couple of administrators here. We have the assistant principal, and I just want to say you are one of the assistant principals that I've worked with. And I was like, wow, seems like there's some, you know, inter-community drama. I then look up the teacher, the uh, drama club, you know, teacher. He is called, what did it, Pete? Is that his name? Okay, Pete Telton. Okay, so there, so Pete Telton, would you be surprised if I told you that Godspell was one of the last shows that he did at White County High School? Well, the only thing I will say is, <laughs> is we did, I would assume there was no spring show if it was fall 2019 because, you know, COVID. No, they do. I, I've checked their, well, well, yes, in that case, you're probably right. Yeah. Okay. But but what's the, what is the, okay, so tell, please, okay, please. Okay, so he steps down. I, I find, I thought I found the wrong man because I find on LinkedIn a man with the same name from Georgia who is an insurance salesman. And I thought, certainly this can't be him. And then I look down on his LinkedIn and it says he stepped down in 2021 from his role at White County High School as the drama club to become an insurance salesman. So I said, what the fuck happened here? Clearly he loves his job. He loves these kids. He'd been working there for 10 years since 2011. What happened? So then I find an article called Former Teacher Speaks Out. Ah! 
<laughs> but it's not who you think. It's not Pete. So there is someone who took over for her for him and left after a month. There was another person who took over for him and left after like a few months. Then a third person who took over for him was a former student in White County. Her name is Hannah, and she graduated high school in 2015. So she's like our age. She's pretty our young. Age, yeah. She she decides she she was like this was a long term goal of mine. Go to school, learn about drama education, come back to the school. So she started working there in um like 2020 like one like late 2021 the first show she decides to do is legally blonde of course i feel like that's very like people are age love legally blonde yeah so the so you know how uh pete says uh of you know mr wiley of all the assistant assistant principals you're one of them so mr wiley he worked he started working at white county school as an administrator in 2018 so from 2018 that's about a year to 2019 when the show starts uh, and he, so I, when I heard that, I was like, there must be drama. And there was, because Mr. Wiley has chased out every drama teacher that there ever is. Mr. Wiley is a bully <gasps> a, a, who, who has set out his entire family to take, take down the drama teachers single-handedly. Mr. Wiley has, so there have been three drama teachers who have stepped down because of him. It says, Hannah Skeleton, this is a, a local news article she says in the uh, fetchyournews.com North Georgia featured stories, she says that Wiley did everything in his power to both turn the students and the families of the students against her while they were working on Legally Blonde. <gasps> but not only that, he bullied her, he undermined her authority, and he had made sure that he had spies in every corner his wife, Annabelle, is the president of the Theater Booster Club, and his dad, Bob, builds the set builds the sets, and his son is a student in the drama club. And so Hannah Skeleton goes, at any given point, there is at least one Wiley around me. Um, so now he's still there, but he's chased everyone out. So sounds like a hostile work environment. Is she still there? She left. She left. I don't know who's working there now. She left. Wow. Now it's a Wiley monopoly. Wow. Okay, I <laughs> thank Okay, first thank you for saving that to the end cuz that is wow. So this is like the last show that we that they really put on in a big yes. way before everything yeah, came well, crumbling down. Bef- yes. But what I have to say is, based on their Instagram page of the theater department, they are putting on very regular shows. I don't think they really do plays. It seems like they do, like, two to three musicals a year, which is, if you know high school theater, that is... that's an unfathomable number of musicals. <laughs> that would imply that you're, like, not doing class. Like, that's, like, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would have to agree. Uh, so that's that's where we've we've left off. Do we have any final... Final overarching thoughts on this 2019 White County High School production of Godspell. Because I, I don't know what yeah. else there is to say. We've been talking for three plus Truly, hours. I don't know what else is left to say just because we probably covered <laughs> it. You know, this was, and I think it's good that this is our kickoff episode because this was really, yeah. watching this reminded me of just why I love high school theater so much. And it just, it really got at the high school theater of it all. There were so many, like, 
so many amazing memories from like doing these types of shows and by these types i do mean high school shows not like godspell yeah 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 like you just i it just brought me back to to how how much is being played out how these kids know each other in different settings how it is at a school like i loved it and it just made me uh excited to watch the rest of what we have on the slate I feel exactly the same way, regardless of whatever qualms we have about the production. I was so excited for all these kids. Like, I was genuinely smiling half the time. I was like, this is fun. They're clearly having fun, even if the audience is not. Like, I I am so, like, high school theater is so wild. And, like, one of the only things I think that brought me joy in high school, and I'm sure is also one of the only things that is bringing these kids joy in high school. And, like... I'm ready to, yeah, like, delve into this. I think this was a great starting point. Well, until next time, I suppose. Uh, Until next time, here is an outro that has already been written and recorded. Bye! Bye!